My name is Ren. Here's our intro, ready? Unprofessional intro. What's up, guys? Jake can't be here because his dog fell down the stairs and he had to go to the vet. Ugh. I'm, that, I'm actually, like, really heartbroken. Everybody that. pray for oh, Bones yeah, Bones. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a 15-year-old dog? Yeah, she's yeah. 15. She, she's, she's a tiny little, like, chihuahua poodle mix of some oh, sort. Oh, man. Uh, Jake's wife, Wendy, found her in a garbage can. Oh, my goodness. Wait. Like, like oh. 15 years ago. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Like it was a little puppy just in a garbage can. Someone threw the dog away and they rescued her. Wow. And they've had her ever since. So I was like really, really sad. Goodness. Garbage dog turned to family dog. Yeah. Apparently she fell down some stairs <clears throat> and broke her hip. And <clears throat> as a 15-year-old dog, that's not exactly something that you come back from. Really? Yeah. Is well, there like internal bleeding associated with that? Well, it's just like, it's more of like... Eh. As if, what is your mic doing? You gotta aim it towards you. Is this your first podcast? Oh, okay. <laughs> with my mic, it's this. The mic is right here. Okay, not, not with these bad boys. All right, uh, this is this also the better. first ever mask cast. Yeah. Mask cast. Yeah. Mask cast, baby. Twenty twenty one. We're always so, wearing masks. Hey, hopefully, hopefully, y'all can hear us properly. One in five of us. One of us probably has coronavirus. No, no, no it's not one in five. It's one in five people getting tested. Yeah. One of our people getting tested. Yeah. Well, way, I mean, we're all getting tested, tested all the time, yeah. so I mean, it's and like only four yeah. of us. So it's well, should be just, when you go stand in line at a testing site, he's all the way over there. <laughs> there are technically five people in this room. <laughs> when you go stand in line at a testing site, chances are one of those five people, when you look around you, has it. Oh, that's God. what the stat is. Yeah, Yikes. yeah, yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, we got our COVID talk out of the way. Yeah, yeah. It's also like you know the holidays. We were all you know in different places with family, yada yada. Yeah, parties, bars, precautionary things. Yeah, dude, I made out with so many strangers. Yeah, the old coughing circles as we do. It's I just went up to people and just opened my mouth and allowed them to cough into my face. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's good family fun. Did you guys get anything good for Christmas? Ooh, anything good? Ooh, I got these socks. People are always giving me socks, man, because my socks are so disgusting <laughs> i didn't Maybe know this was a cute. thing about you i didn't know this was a reputation that i have disgusting socks well now everybody thinks you have disgusting socks well i just... do it's because i just wear them around the house and the bottom gets really dirty that's mm. why i do the same thing yeah mm-hmm. you know see, peter 38 didn't you have see that gross socks. Yeah, oh yeah that's, that's a, not too bad that's a wear it around the house those? kind of sock right there are those freshies these, these are freshies so they're not going to be as bad but they're still i've had these since christmas this same pair. Just for reference for people listening to just the audio, both Peter and me, the bottom of our feet's about the color of a sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your, your white socks are the color yeah. of a sidewalk. <laughs> it's well, all Jordan the dirt did give me a bottle looked. of bleach for Secret Santa, so maybe I'll take care of that. that I Nico, think feel free to idea. bring a bag of your socks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a concerted effort I made a few years back to buy all my socks from one source and have them all be the same sock. So I never had to match pairs, just every oh. single sock. Literally every single sock in my drawer would be one brand of sock. That's mm. clever. I kind of yeah. have that, but over time, that's fallen apart. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's a brand of sock that's actually like a good quality brand that where they won't wear out and get all ratty over the years? No. That sucks. No, nobody I mean, gives it's... a crap about your socks lasting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're materials. The materials break down over time, over repeated use. It's called fatigue. That's yeah. true. Yeah. If I could have like one, that would be my ideal sock <laughs> is to have only one pair of socks that does not get dirty 
and does not deteriorate. You just keep them on 24 yeah, 7. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they have it for shoes, right? Where you can, like, put this, like, this material, this sort what? of, like, this, I don't know, it's a spray that you oh. spray on shoes and they don't get dirty. This is like liquid flies off. Oh, of you're them. talking about the 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 hydro repellent, yeah. the hydrophobic. Hydrophobic. Yeah. Hydrophobic. There you go. Yeah, where they where they like, I'm gonna pour ketchup all over my shirt and it just like runs down, yeah. leaving nothing behind. <laughs> That's something. Well, our vessies, that where you, like, our vessies are that. Oh, sure, yeah. Our vessies have that same waterproof coating. Ooh. We're gonna have oh. like a, a vessie Friday where we all wear our vessie shoes on Friday. We need to. I don't have. Dude, my I don't know how, left out. Hey Christian, how much can we talk about these new vessies that we got? They they gave us some corridor edition Vessi shoes, yeah, like special Super corridor expensive. laces, and they're not they're gonna launch them at some point. But wow. it was a surprise. I walked in. Uh, Christian literally threw a box at my face, and because <laughs> I'm a ninja, I caught it. Nice. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, new shoes. What up?" <laughs> you knew what was inside the box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Are we so lame that socks is the best answer we have for the Christmas gift? <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah, Ooh. I just got money because <laughs> I like I mean, money so much. You buy socks with money. Yeah, you're Sick. right. You're right. See, money was that. probably my favorite Christmas present this year. Yeah. I, I take that back. My wife got me some uh, new AirPods. Ooh, because oh. I had older AirPods, but then I lost one in a store, mm. and then just stopped wearing them. So then I stole the uh, <laughs> the what were the the Raycons that we use here. <laughs> and so then we shot a, a whole like segment about Raycon, mm-hmm. but couldn't use it because I had left them at home. That's why we couldn't use them. <laughs> so Goodness. now I have new headphones, so uh, we'll never have to go through that again. Wow. Wow. Hmm. That's cool. I've also got this mask, though. I literally, this, oh, yeah? that's the most 2020 gift ever is get, wow. getting a mask for Christmas. That's yeah, nice. I got, I got, I got a nice mask for Christmas. For Christmas yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to make it through the pandemic without ever having to have bought masks. Oh, wow. Yep. You've just been Where's given masks. Uh, this is from my neighbors. They gave me a box of masks. Okay, that's nice. Stylish black masks. Yeah, I have like, like 80 did you, give, needs did you give one to Sam? No, because he's wearing he wears a very similar one. Hmm. Mm. 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 Well, 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 <laughs> mask buddies. <laughs> How I, dare he? I, How I dare s- he? <laughs> <laughs> it was not a Christmas present, but I have an Oculus Quest 2, and that might as well have been my Christmas present because that was the thing I was most obsessed with over yeah. the Christmas break. Christian mm-hmm. gave one, gave a Quest 2 to his parents. I gave a Quest 2 to my dad. Oh, wow. Ren has a Quest. I have a Quest. My <laughs> And my father in law got a Quest from his, from my mother in law. Mm. Uh, He's he's like sixty seven years old, and uh, on his third song on Beat Saber is already playing hard. Oh, like oh my he gets God. it. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Ren, you and I logged into Population One last night to play a couple of battle royale games. Ooh. And my dad is online. <laughs> he's been playing for like two hours. It was kind of awkward because I I logged in and I was waiting for you to log in, but your dad was online. And I was like, uh, do oh, I, do I join in with him real quick? I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm in that that situation where it's like. I'm playing video games with my buddies and my dad, but is it family time or is it friend time? Is it, you know, maybe I guess it's the same now, but either way, it's all good. We're shooting at the same people. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. There, he was playing Pop One? Yeah. No way. Cool. Yeah. Dude, yeah. cool dad. You got a cool it's, dad, man. It's my cool favorite dad. game. <laughs> Population One's amazing. It's it's such a good game. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It is fun. Yeah, we have like, a little the climbing and everything. So have you fun. been playing it? The soaring. I uh, play a little bit. I, I like Pavlov a lot. That's Pavlov's my, great. My go-to. Yeah. yeah. I think what makes Population 1 better is the Quest headset. I feel yeah. like if you oh, have really? a cord into your headset, it's just not the best game for mm. that. Yeah, because the snap turning is kind of janky, and I don't like turning all the way around with my cord because yeah. I don't trip over it, you know? It's, it's, I still have like phantom limb with like my cord sense like <laughs> oh, yeah. 360 still because i've programmed myself not to do 360s 
Yeah. So you gotta get out of that, man. Yeah, I find myself, I still will use the turning and just end up standing there. And it's like, I have this whole room I can utilize. I can run around. <laughs> I say that because I'm currently in the middle of moving. And so over this last week, uh, all of our stuff got moved out. And so I've had an empty living room. So I've had the biggest play space oh my God. ever. That's amazing. <laughs> Where I can literally like run behind cover. <laughs> Does it not have trouble like tracking those white walls? No. No. Oh, goodness. Dude, I was, I was telling D about the quest too. And he's like, oh man, can you imagine that? Just like playing Pavlov and jump into a room and like blah, 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 blah. And after you just ice everybody, you turn around and you go, I got no strings on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got him. Oh, man. I still have the old Rift, Rift S. I, I still feel really bad for you, man. Oh, the Rift S is a good headset. I, I like know, that it's headset. Great, but it's but just... you got it like this summer, just a couple months before the... <laughs> The Quest 2 was announced. Yeah, man. And yeah. because they were hard to get, you had to buy it on eBay mm-hmm. at a oh, huge uh, yeah, price hike. That's yeah. rough. It was like 500-something bucks. Jeez. But did but you I get to like, play good games? Yeah. Oh, I mean, look, Half-Life Alex is the... Mm. like I, That was <laughs> okay. worth all $500. I've heard, I've heard a rumor. <laughs> I've heard a rumor around the studio that Nico does not like Half-Life Alex. No, I like Half Life Alex. Nico I just hasn't don't think finished it's finished playing. I haven't finished Half-Life playing Half Life Alex. Okay. That's what. Well, the you haven't played. What? How far have you gotten then? I'm about halfway. He hasn't oh, made it to Jeff. Bi- oh my god! So yeah, you I haven't made it to Jeff. You haven't played the best like levels in the no. game, basically. Yeah. I got, got- kind of tired with the room by room puzzles, which kind of felt like. 2004 game design. I'm sorry. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. He's more of a 2020 gamer. Sorry. Don't get me wrong. It's a great game, but. It's just there's actually enough good games in VR that I can play the games that are sucking me in right now. And I'm, I've always been a, like a sucker for like team-based social experience games, of mm. which Population One is the perfect game. Yeah, <laughs> true. I, I mean, Population One is perhaps the perfect game. Well, okay. wow. Cool. wow. Well, I guess I'm just a loner with no friends that likes to just hang out in my own apartment no, during quarantine and play games by myself. Dude, that got me through quarantine. Yeah, I know. It, it was did. Amazing. It really did. Yeah. I mean, it, it inspired me so much, time. I literally modeled my entire video over it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in the beginning times of COVID. So I feel good. like I'm having deja vu right now. Didn't we just talk about yeah, literally all of these things in really? a previous podcast? <laughs> well, if you haven't seen our other podcasts, just watch this one. <laughs> it's the only one you need. What else can we talk about that we already I talked thought about? I lost my one wheel today. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to tell the story. Oh, yeah. You haven't heard the story. So, yeah. I just got here. Um, Let's probably start with the text. <clears throat> it's like 9 a.m. Everybody's eating their cereal. <laughs> And Ren sends a text. Please continue. Ren. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, take it away. Uh, so I text uh, the crew. Guys, I think I lost my one wheel. And I'm in full panic mode right now because I, I go out to my car to load some boxes into it. Because like I was saying, I'm in the middle of moving. So every morning, uh, movers came through and took all the big stuff. But we have a few boxes left. So I'm just like over the course of the week in the morning, load up some boxes. After work, I'll go drop them off at the house and then go home. Well, I open up my trunk, and the one wheel's not there. I was like, that's weird. I don't remember taking it inside last night. Where's the one wheel? And uh, I realized what exactly what I had done. Because you and I, yesterday, we were racing each other down the street. Remember oh, that? Yeah. So I was definitely on my one wheel when I left the studio. Mm-hmm. And you left, and I went around the corner to where I parked on the main street out there. Right. And I, I pull up to a skid stop, very stylish, up on the sidewalk there. <laughs> Naturally, of course. And so I got off and I walked into my car and drove away. 
literally like walked over, got in my driver's seat, put it into drive, and you took off. Left the one wheel and on left the, the one wheel right oh on the God. sidewalk. Just, as soon as you got off of it, you stopped thinking about it immediately. <laughs> yeah, basically. Kind Ren of. is so rich that yeah. he would just, <laughs> just leave one with oh, I mean, yeah. Dude, for you, that's so surprising so, because for me, it's like, it feels like it would be like losing a limb, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like the one wheel is your life. It was worse than that. It felt like I lost like a baby. Yeah. Like I, oh, yeah. like this morning, I was literally crushed. I was like, because I left it there on the sidewalk. There's absolutely zero chance it is still there this morning. Yeah. And uh, after like the panic kind of subsided a little bit, I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. I also went to my house to offload these boxes where the one wheel on its stand is in the way. So I think what I did was I took the one wheel out of the trunk after. So what I'm saying is that I actually did load it into my car on, on oh, the street okay. out there. And well, you hope I hope. OK, I'll get to that. And so <laughs> what I think I did is I actually took the the one wheel out of my trunk at my house in my garage, put it on the ground to take out the boxes, load them into the house. And then when I got back in, it was it's really dark in that garage. So I think I just closed the trunk and got in and left. Mm -hmm. I have not checked the house yet. I have not checked the garage. So if I get to there and the and I open the garage and there's no one wheel, um, I'm taking the rest of the year off. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Every really five days and six days. You need a whole year of mourning for that, to be honest. Because that would mean it actually it? legitimately is gone. But I'm like, I'm fairly certain that's what I had to have done. Because the only reason why I thought that I actually did leave it there is because I've done that before. Like, I actually have done that before, where I leave it on the road, and I drive away. Fortunately, the one time I did that, I remember seeing it, and I forget, it was either uh, the side view mirrors or the rear view mirrors. I remember seeing it, being like, oh, whose one wheel is that? Who just leaving a one wheel on the street like a stupid doofus? Oh, crap, that's me. <laughs> Immediately went back and grabbed it. Oh um, so it wasn't that bad, but it could have been worse. And so that's why I think my brain went to there first, rather than remembering that I had gone to my house, my new house as well. Uh, well, and uh, so I guess right after this podcast, I'm gonna go to that house and see if it's there. Wait, so you don't know? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Ren. I know. Ren. I'm pretty sure. How many miles do you have in that wheel? That one's got uh f f four and a half thousand, just shy of four and a half Jeez. thousand. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's it's like like forty three hundred. When you log miles, that's just that's uh, specific to the one wheel. <laughs> yeah. So my my first one wheel, my V one that I got almost five years ago at this point wow. has 4,000 miles as well. Okay. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. That Did you crazy. have another XR that you had to get replaced because like water damage or something? No, it was it's this one. But didn't it reset the odometer? It, okay, it did for a while. It's weird because so it was reset but it kept both numbers. So it kept the original mileage so uh, being tallied up with the new mileage and it would just like literally like flop back and forth. It would give me like oh, 100 miles. Oh, 1500 miles and then just switch back and forth between those two until now it just it's it's the total number weird. Okay. i don't know why my v1 had a weird thing where it uh it got damaged pretty hard and it erased all of the memories but i had i have screenshots of the mileage on it before then and the mileage after so i've added those two together nice huh wow yeah wow. well you could have to clock some more miles on a new one if you don't <laughs> oh we could talk about the it. the riots so uh we went into town today and i was riding the one wheel pint because i don't have my one wheel currently and uh made it to downtown we were gonna go get lunch but we saw like literally several helicopters flying around over like the capitol building and uh city hall etc and so <laughs> we decided to rush over there um took some videos lots of police everywhere apparently we just missed like a big mob like oh brawl. my goodness uh <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah, so that's like three, four miles away, and my one wheel died. Like, the battery oh, ran no. out of power. But it was still registering as half full. But what that means is that one of the battery cells is probably bad. Yeah. So now our pint is needs to be sent in to be that sucks. replaced. And Christian came and picked you up like a good friend. Yeah, Christian. Oh. I was like, Christian, I need a favor. And he came and picked me up. No complaints. You? I was very grateful. <laughs> He's over there like, yeah. <laughs> good, Meanwhile, buddy. Ren and I were eating our Hiroshima specialty noodle pancakes. It was some sort of a, like noodle pancake thing it's like several layers you call it like a noodle stack yeah mm. what um, a noodle stack it's like Wait, it was good it's it was like cabbage and like fried crispy ramen noodles and oh. like a thin egg pancake scallions meat a nice tasty sauce it sounds yeah. amazing mm. yeah apparently it's, it's pretty like, good yeah it's like the the go-to street food in hiroshima wow God damn. yeah that nice. sounds amazing it's pretty authentic I should have gone instead of eating my Trader Joe's salad that I had today. I mean, hey, Which Trader Joe's it? makes good stuff. Oh, yeah, it was it the kale and Thousand Island one? Or, it's the uh, uh, one with raisins in it's it. It's that freaking raisin one. Yeah, raisin, yeah, yeah, That's where it's at. It's the oh, raisin yeah, one. It's yeah, it's delicious. So yeah. good. Yeah. If y'all have any thoughts on that, leave some in the comments. <laughs> What's your favorite Trader Joe's salad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, did you guys, so you guys saw like, like, was, I mean, I'm assuming they're just protests. It was a bunch downtown. of you know Trump extremists hanging out. Uh, by the time we there we were there, there weren't that many of them. It wasn't like a big crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like twenty of them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was scattered over the cross of over the course of like a block or two. Uh, yeah. But mostly it was just a tremendous number of police officers. Mm-hmm. I think more police officers than I saw during the Black Lives Matter uh, protests earlier this oh, summer. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah, it's just crazy. Wow. We just heard about this today, too. So, like, you know, it's hard to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because like, it's happening today. Yeah, is that like thing literally happening all around today. the country, or is it just here? I mean, I think it's happening in LA because LA is a big city. So it pulls people out. Right. Anytime something happens somewhere else, there's going to be like a little small satellite version of there's that happening here. There's protests happening at LA City Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and to be fair, it's probably happening that way in many other big cities across the country. Yeah. But mm-hmm. obviously, today, the big one is in DC, storming mm-hmm. the Capitol mm-hmm. building. God, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Nico doesn't want us to talk about that. So well, no more I mean, talking about here's the it. just here's the philosophy behind that. It's the whole idea that you give power to something when you give it your attention and your energy, whether mm-hmm. you like that thing or not. Yeah, you know, it's like if you want someone to be irrelevant, stop talking about them. Did, yeah. <laughs> period. Unfortunately, I mean, that's though, the end of the still sentence. storm the Capitol building. Yeah, well, yeah. news broke that uh, like, a woman was shot and killed. Yeah, what? yeah. I don't know what the or she was shot and then in critical condition, and then they oh just announced that she had died. We don't know anything more about it. Wow. Was she one of the people storming the building? She they, was inside the Capitol no details building. Have been released. So. I gotcha. I, so I don't want to make any assumptions about who she was or her Oof. character or anything like that. But you know, she was inside the Capitol building. So wow. Yeah, pretty cra- pretty crappy. But like, is it is it if we talk about it, is that going to give them power? As opposed to them giving themselves power, because I feel like a, a lot of it like stemmed from I mean, uh, a, the conspiracies and its own like inner circle. Uh, Anything I don't like is a conspiracy, and all of this min- misinformation. Probably on a lot being, of red hats, you know. Yeah, I mean, circulated. I don't know. It's it's, it's challenging. It's like you want to you want to try to do good, right? You want to try to communicate. You want to try to understand people. You want to be, you know, the vast majority of people are all the same. You know, it's like differences in opinions and disagreements come through different life experiences, contexts, having a different understanding of facts, like all that kind of stuff. You know, obviously there should only be one set of facts. You know, there should be the truth. But real life is never so simple. There's always nuance and all that kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, it's like it's always important to think to talk to people with understanding. 
But when it comes to... I don't like talking politics that much because it's just... It's rarely is it productive. Um, at least in this kind of situation. Like when it's broadcast for entertainment. You know, it's yeah. like... Yeah. It's really... It turns into a sports team kind of thing. You know, Also, like, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. yeah it's like... True. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, on Reddit today that <laughs> yeah. these people were doing this thing. That's I you know, hate this headline. I'm always cool with like talking about philosophy because I feel like philosophy is like the thing that's apolitical. It doesn't identify with a political party. Now, whether that leads you to, you know, approach how you, you know, economics or just, you know, social justice and like that in different ways, that's cool, whatever, you know, take your, take the philosophies and apply them to your life however you want. And I'm always down to talk about philosophies, but politics is just, uh, I feel like that's, politics are best discussed in a situation where you're actively trying to engage in learning from or sharing knowledge with somebody else you know mm -hmm. versus just sense. so this question a... i'm not sure how it stacks up to what you just said but how do you guys feel about uh how things are going to go down on january 20th day before my birthday is it really oh, a pretty good birthday present yeah no kidding okay mm -hmm. wow well okay i guess my, my assumption here is that it, we might see more unrest and and yeah and all violence would be speculation anyway but like i don't i don't know maybe maybe not that's again it's speculation yeah. stuff it's like i don't I think know if... i would hope that people would be civil i would hope that people take the time to critically think about you know if they're angry about something it, you know i'd hope they take the time to critically analyze yeah where they're getting the yeah. news from <laughs> you know sure. I, that's all I, you can really hope is that people just take a step back and just you know <laughs> Because there's so much just almost white noise of, of yeah. posts and information going around. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Peter, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, what, what, is, what is right? What is wrong? I don't know. I mean, there is right and wrong. No, no, no. What is right and wrong? All right, should we do you want, to go, you want to go there, Matt? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Nico. Yeah, this is too mellow. Let's, let's get fiery. Let's get All right, fiery. right and let's wrong are freaking human constructs. The universe... It's a place driven by physics and math. Oh my god! Tom Cruise from Collateral. <laughs> do you do you have a whiteboard you can just kind of break down the math? No, I'm kidding. I'm just I'm just going off the deep end here. Um, yeah, be excellent to each other and try to treat each other with understanding. That's all I'll say with this podcast. <laughs> yeah. To anybody listening, please just. Please just, even if you disagree with other people, please just try to take the time okay. to talk and be okay. civil. No one's going to change anybody's minds or help things for the better. If you're just trying to go at somebody to make yourself feel right or feel better, like why have the conversation? You're not you're not helping anybody. It's it turns into a self indulgent kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah, that's Preach. my take. That's my take on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, just, that's that's what they were doing in Congress is they were trying to have a civil debate, you know, and and, and I would love to see a world where the leaders on the Democratic side, the Republican side, or whatever other political party might exist at the time. I'd love to see it where they're on both sides. They are stand-up, smart people so that the government and the policies being enacted is a culmination of the best ideas from both sides mm -hmm. and people that can speak to everybody's experiences and everybody's needs rather than one side being right and one side being wrong. Ideally, it's one side's got one perspective, the other side has the other perspective, and you're reaching the best possible solution by being able to hear all the sides and come to the best decision. That's mm -hmm. how it's supposed to work. Yeah, that sounds pretty dang ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the same ideal. team at the end of the day. Yeah, we're just trying to make it all work. And, you know, I think, you know, the way we absorb media these days certainly doesn't help because at this point, you know, the news has to compete with TikTok. You know, so it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and for that matter, TikTok itself is most people's news. And, you know, it gets it gets real messy because you, everybody has their own truth now. Everybody has their own world, their own context, which kind of makes sense. There's six billion of us. You know, we all have different life experiences and things we need. Um, Closer to eight. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I get my news from Reddit and it's like that passes through the filter of the Reddit demographic upvoting things. It's yeah. not like every piece of news is brought to the front page. It's just the things that people pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, I spent a little time reading the news from LA Times, New York Times, CNN, Reddit, and like the stuff that gets upvoted there. And you very quickly see just how much of the news is basically just paparazzi magazines, just for politics. Mm -hmm. And how much of it is just like, you know, this site is for people who don't like Trump, so everything about Trump's going to be spun a certain way, regardless if it's good or bad. So, you know, even if there's something legitimately bad that Trump does, it's kind of like a boy who cries wolf situation, you know? Yeah. Vice versa, here's a site that, you know, praises Trump for everything. And it's just kind of the exact same scenario. And like, through all that, you get to see like, okay, here's the little bit of actual news that happens each day. And then here's the rest of the content that get, needs to be literally fabricated and manufactured to get mm. people to read. So what kind of people are reading our site? What do they want to read more of? Let's give them more of that. And I mean, that's how the entire, I mean, that's, that's media. You have yeah. to remind, remind yourself that news is a certain form of media. It's supported by advertising, just like everything else. And, you know, it takes critical thought and active personal energy to try to actually learn what the actual situation is. Um, and that just, that takes a lot of time and people don't have that time, uh, let alone like, if you can even do anything about it, you know, it's like, yeah. do the best you can with what you can control. And beyond that, you know, you can have an opinion if you want, but <laughs> sure, sure. well, yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's it's just like, I would love to find a news source that isn't like actual gen genuinely isn't biased. Yeah, that's why like, I like Google News. Exist? Does that exist? I don't think like, it does. That's why you have to just read multiple sources. Yeah, you know? for exactly. sure. Yeah. So that's yeah, I mean, I try to. the reason why I like Google News is because it's an aggregate of a bunch of uh, top news sites. You know, mm -hmm. LA Times, New York Times, Washington Post, even Fox News. And so sure. they'll show you that. So like, the news will be distilled into one category. Like, and it's always at the top. Like, this is the biggest breaking news of the day. And then when you click that, it actually loads up all of these different news sites uh, reporting on that, and you see all the different headlines. And the way they spin that news <laughs> from every network is hmm. is different. Wow. Um, just in the and like word choice and stuff like that, what they want to point out in the headline versus what's actually happening. And so, like, I, I always feel like I can generally get a gist of of kind of what's going on just by at least broadly seeing that. I, if it makes me feel like I'm a little bit more unbiased when I look at it that way, rather than specifically going to L.A. Times or something like that, yeah, sure. yeah. which sure. I don't have a membership to, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's that's a really respectable thing to take the time to like you know read things from multiple sources, try to get a general sense of things. But that being said, Google News does also know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they do actually have like a news for you section. Oh, it's yeah. like, here's really? some news about Pasadena. Here's some news about tech that you like. And I'm like, oh, Goodness. cool. <laughs> but, so I don't know how chamber. that counteracts the point I just made about trying to make things unbiased by reading a bunch of different yeah, things. Yeah, I wonder if that like standard Google News is like influenced by your algorithm. Dude, I think so. Right? I mean, it is, but like... Certain parts, like the personalized part of Google News, is absolutely, you know. Um, but like besides that, I, I, I'm just wondering if like the standard run of the mill. Google I was News, assuming not. I was assuming I it's a not. it's a broad. It might be like, hey, you're in America. Here's American news. Like True. hopefully yeah. it's sure. yeah. That and you, you, would, and you can you choose world news, but <clears throat> uh, at the top is just U.S. news. Top top news. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But like these echo chambers are created on all these sites just because it's like it's what you want to hear, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, regurgitated back to you based on your opinions. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's the kind of stuff that like I want to find a source that doesn't do that. And I mean, if it is Google, great. But yeah, I, I just don't I don't even know if I necessarily trust that. But it's very challenging to do. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Yeah. But you're right, Nico. It's just like try to find as many sources as you can and, you know, try to try to come to some sort of uh, middle ground. Um, yeah. And be accepting of people and love people. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Everybody <laughs> Peace and love, baby. Approach each other with uh, positive intentions yes. first. Assume the best in people rather than the worst. And yeah, you yourself will have a happier, more stress-free life. And that's the other thing, too, is like, <laughs> pause and look around you, right? Like, if, so, if the news is telling you, like, things are so bad. They're just so bad right now. <laughs> and that, that's totally cool. You can acknowledge that things can be bad somewhere. They might be bad here. But also take a moment and just look around you. Does your neighbor need help? Are things okay? Is the sun shining? <laughs> is the street falling apart? Like, you know, look yeah. around you and absorb that world. And honestly, that should be your priority. You know, not what's happening in the news. It should be mm-hmm. literally your neighbors, your block, your neighborhood, your community, your city. Like, start there and look outwards from there. And like, that's your reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything else, you know, it's just pictures and words on a newspaper. And yeah, yeah it's happening did. somewhere, but... We cool. get so sucked in, like, to world news when in reality there's, like, nothing we mm-hmm. can do about it. Whereas if we focus more on our community, mm-hmm. that's where we could have an actual impact. Yeah, at a smaller yeah. scale. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, whether it's just like a person helping another person or it's, whether it's politics, like starting local is definitely like where you can actually make a difference and like, work up from there. Mm-hmm. So hashtag ag Google news <laughs> to go back to that. <laughs> um, they, they do have like, you can put in a, uh, a zip code. And so like for the previous three years I was living in Pasadena. And so that, that zip code for there, uh, it would just give me all the news for the entire city. Wow. And so it was, it was, it was kind of cool sometimes because you'd see like news and you're like, I know that block or like, <laughs> oh, I, know, I know that store. And it's That's like, cool. it really felt like it affected me personally um, by reading local news. And and Google News uh, aggregates all that stuff for you. So. <laughs> well, I don't know why I'm What's becoming such a Google yeah, yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, Are you sponsored, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. He did not say no. He did not say no. For, for the record, no, I'm not. I've, I've never been paid by Google. It has to be in the first 30 seconds of the video. It has to be the first <laughs> link in the description. Yeah. Yeah, can we make some edits to this podcast, Christian? <laughs> like all of yeah, it? we got to add something at the beginning here. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a thing like I remember I actually did a paper on this in college for my critical internet studies class which I mm. thought was the goofiest sounding <laughs> throwaway <laughs> class but I had a project in that I, class I where some value in that I, I've told I think I've talked about this in the podcast before I, there was some value surprisingly because um, it, it didn't seem like there would be um, but one of the projects I did was to see how high on the uh, leaderboards I could get with rock band <laughs> <Okay. laughs> wow. and so I made it sound as academic as possible you what know, you play? I played the drums. Nice. Uh, and I got to 10. Wow. On the world leaderboards. Oh, my Whoa. goodness. Yeah. The, oh, that, the sound of that drumstick hitting that plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my poor neighbors. Oh, my poor roommates. Okay. Sam and Ian. Yep. Man, you figured out a way to finagle yourself into playing video games and <laughs> yeah. get a grade for it. Well, other people have played like World of Warcraft. It's like a whole like, wow. what's a social interaction like in a video game you know, setting? And whether it's a leaderboard thing or it's you know mmos or whatever like of course it totally seems like a throwaway thing but now there's like now there's freaking billions of dollars in the industry yeah, so it's like yeah, i guess it wasn't that throwaway the funny thing about like the, the getting on the leaderboards for rock band so to level up it was it's ranked by a level and like the highest level is like 40 at the time or something like that mm-hmm. so to level up you had to beat someone else at or above your level 
So uh. once I got to I got to eleven, for me to level up, I need to catch one through ten mm. at some point online and duel <laughs> them on the drums. Oh, so man. I played every night for like two or three hours. Oh my god! And every once in a while, one of them would come through. Mm. And just it would be like my heart would beat, my adrenaline would pump, <laughs> dude. Those it's just like, like a boss so battle. battle. It's like yeah, making your really own is. boss battle. Dude, oh my god, that's a that, great way to set up a leaderboard. Oh my god, it was it was so fun. Like it was just so intense. Like when I got the eleven slot, and like that one night when the guy pops in, it's like, oh my god, he's level thirty six. <laughs> I'm level thirty five. This is it. Let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the song that we played oh or anything. But yeah, that's hilarious. But you remember the experience. <laughs> well, if I, like there's such like you know, it's baby's first rock songs too, and for a lot of that game, like. There's that one Weezer song. Um, I don't remember it, but it's just, it's very much like. <laughs> for four minutes. And then there's one part goes. <laughs> and now if you miss that one note, you lose the entire round. So it's like, oh you're just God. saying there's like, oh, gotta be a machine. Yeah. Flawless four minutes of this. And then that, that fills coming up. Don't think about it too hard or you'll miss your beat now. Just stay mm -hmm. on beat. Wait for that fill. And one, two, and. Remember the score multipliers, right? You wanted your combo to be up, so you're yeah. running out like oh, the 4x multiplier the mm -hmm. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you can't break that oh drop away goodness. from the 4x yeah. multiplier. Wow. Oh I'm at a point now playing Beat Saber where I only play Expert Plus with faster song turned on and disappearing notes. Oh, nice. You're like that kid playing DDR at the movie theater back in the day. <laughs> He's got like, oh, yeah. Holding the like, bar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because I'm I'm currently trying to get into the top 100 on as many songs as I can, mm. and the only way to get up into the top like 500 is to be able to play at the those extra modifiers, which Goodness. give you bonus points. Mm. Yeah. But it does make it harder. But yeah, so it's like I, I I don't know. I feel like I can relate a little bit to what you're saying about how it's like <laughs> uh, just a lot of just trying to get up to those top ranks. Yeah. Do you sweat when you play that? Oh, uh, tremendously. <laughs> that must be a great aerobic workout. It's it's honestly uh I for the last like 2 years my only workout has been one wheeling and beat saber. Dude, mm -hmm. that's rad. I love that a video. Cuz beat saber gets my heart going. One wheeling is not a good aerobic activity, but it is a good like toning act, yeah, for your legs. Uh so you guys call it beating it? Like I'm going to go beat it, Jenna. I was like, "All right, have fun beating it, man." <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Beat it a lot lately. <laughs> she got really into it too. She's really? she's like playing expert and expert plus songs now oh, too. Wow, that's um, awesome. But she doesn't like going at it as uh, as hard as I do. She doesn't um, beat it. <laughs> she, she doesn't beat it as, as much as I do. <laughs> uh, you guys should beat it together. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Beat Saber is is not my favorite game anymore, but it's like it's so like in my bedrock of mm -hmm. of lore for me at this point that i'm like i yeah what's your you highest ever... rank on a song uh for a while there i was i was like 13 on a song wow. on the psvr Goodness. uh but that was like over a year ago and that rank has since dropped down to like 60 but on wow. the oculus quest i i played a song called crab rave yeah with, yeah. with those uh <sighs> and i got an ss score with it i only missed like three notes with the faster song and the uh disappearing arrows and that got me to a 109 Oh geez, uh, and I think the player base on Oculus is higher because it's it's not just the Quest; it's also desktop Oculus. Yeah. I mean, anyone using an Oculus account. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was cool, and that has since dropped down to like 113, I think. So Last I checked, that's pretty crazy. Actually, that out of the entire world, there's only been 113 runs other than that one. Yeah, goodness. 
And yeah. I, it's like you feel it too. Like when you feel like you're just on it and you're hitting notes, it's like you're in the rhythm and yeah, you're just like, I can't mess up. Do you like, ever beat in your sleep? <laughs> <laughs> We're still doing that joke. <laughs> no, I, that's not, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it's like my like my girlfriend who runs a lot will like run in her sleep. And so I'm wondering if you oh, beat uh, in your sleep. No, <laughs> don't call it that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I've ever dreamed about playing Beat Saber. Mm. Mm. I'm just like. <laughs> just like. <laughs> hilarious. I played enough Half-Life Alex that I did dream about being yeah. in VR. Oh my like, goodness. In like yeah. the VR space. I like I felt I... the headset on and everything. <laughs> oh really? Super weird, like yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can dream about anything, but I'm dreaming about a thing I can literally do in real life and it makes no difference. <laughs> you know, I have to admit I've never played Boneworks. Oh really? Mm. I've yet to, I mean I have Dude, the game. Great. But I uh I got the game and then uh because I was borrowing the the Corridor Rift S at the time mm -hmm. and this is through all of like COVID where it's kind of, we're going back and forth between working at home, working in the studio, working at home again. And, uh, I, I have a computer. I didn't have a computer that could run anything like that. So then I had to give back the headset and then I had to bring back the computer and it's like, yeah. So once I got a new computer, I'm ready to boot up Boneworks and play through the oh, whole thing. Sweet. It's great. I'm just like a year late. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. Parts of it are a bit janky, but besides the jank, it's like a great game. They're working on a uh, project four. Whatever so that'll end up being titled. Be. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. I, I mean, haven't played Boneworks yeah, either, by the way. <laughs> I don't really want to, but yeah. It's, it's on the list. Yeah, it's, it's basically just like the promise of the Boneworks physics system, but on the mm -hmm. Quest. Oh, um, wow. And I, I, I don't want to say anything more about it. I know a little mm -hmm. bit more, but okay. it's not my place to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out and unreal the physics-based enemies that you can interact with. Okay, yeah. Can we talk about that real quick? You <laughs> freaking went off over the last <laughs> month. You went from being like, what is this thing? Oh, it's called Unreal? To you're like actually doing straight up like really complicated game mechanics <laughs> Dude, and yeah, like designing just, them from scratch. And, and you've you got a game. You've okay. built a game. Not designing them from scratch. I've been watching plenty of tutorials. I know. But uh, yeah, over break, I was just hanging at home had the house to myself. I was just like working on VR games the whole time. It was super fun. I have like physical hands set up. So if you put your hand like against a wall, it'll stay there and not go through the wall. Stuff like that. Nice. You actually have uh, like an amount of force you can press. It's like the Boneworks thing. Mm -hmm, I've basically, mm -hmm. basically been making that. You basically just did Boneworks. I basically just did Boneworks by myself. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I got some guns <clears throat> set up and stuff. Next step is getting those enemies working. But I mean, it's. I think it's a big reason why you're here, Peter, is that like... Uh, you've just you've always been really good at like really quickly learning stuff like that because okay. literally you you hadn't even touched the program like at the beginning of December <laughs> and now like you you probably have enough of a skill set that you could probably get hired at a game company somewhere. Well, probably I doing mean, like really like low level stuff, but you know, <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I I just go <clears throat> crunch it out in the game company for. 10 months <laughs> yeah, straight. see you guys. Yeah, just two days a week. <laughs> oh God, no. we'll pay the, <clears throat> But yeah, it helps when it's really fun. You know, Unreal Unreal is basically just Blender, and you're making games with it instead. It's, yeah. it's the best. It's that, super fun. And I guess that's a big thing is that I feel like there's a a huge amount of crossover between Blender and Unreal. Oh, so much. Because yeah. it even looks similar. Mm -hmm. Like the user interface looks similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that dark gray. <laughs> <laughs> With like the orange outlines and things. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, having that background definitely helps. Like, I I'm sure any of us, like, you could pick up Blender. I could pick up C40. You know, it it's all the same stuff. I've thought about picking up Blender and learning it. I've also thought about picking up Houdini and learning that. Ooh. I think oh, I'd man. rather learn Houdini. I know. And then <laughs> it's so complicated. But at the same time, I feel like my brain work is a little bit more 
adjusted to the direction Houdini goes in rather than like say Unreal. I say yeah, that not an, knowing either program with experience. It's but a node based. It is node based. Program, love me right? some nodes. Yeah, love um, some nodes. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I see some of the stuff that you can do with Houdini, and I'm like, I want that. I yeah. want to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, but I, I feel like I need to learn Unreal instead because I feel like there's going to be opportunities in the near future. And by near future, I mean over the next one to three years where having that experience with Unreal will be very handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the series that we're going to shoot in Unreal in like a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like that. Nico, how have you been feeling about starting Unreal with your marble game journey? Uh, Unreal is really cool. Like, it's a really neat program. I Peter hooked me up with his uh, tutorial <laughs> account, so I did the marble tutorial where I made a marble roll around in a maze. Oh, on Udemy? Udemy? Yep. Udemy! Yeah. Which is really Udemy. cool. It was a great tutorial, by the way. Yeah. Um, But it's one of those things where it's like, boy, that's neat. And, like, you look over, like, the little wall that you're, like, you're climbing over, <laughs> and you see that it's just, like, 5,000 miles, like, more walls to climb. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know how deep I'll get into it, but I think, mm-hmm. as it is with a lot of things in my life, knowing a little bit of it really goes is really way. useful for me, at least in terms of communicating with other people who know a lot more about it. True. And, you know, I can help them, they can help me, and make it all it's a, make it all a better world. Well, especially uh, in the role yeah. of, like, a director, really, like, your key skill set that is needed as a director is communication. And yeah. knowing more about what you're talking about is really helpful. Like John Favo, for instance, actually knows a decent amount about visual effects. Yeah. And that helps him whenever he's directing because not only does he know like uh, how to kind of uh, perceive what something should look like and how to set up a camera to make uh, a how shot happen, yeah, how to shoot for VFX, but also how to communicate with the right terminology to the right people mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. you know, Dude, John Favreau is just a legend at this point he is he has done so he directed elf and yeah. iron man yeah, no <laughs> right? yeah and was in the replacements work. if you ever saw that movie no. with keanu reeves football team back in the day he was like this really? crazy roided out dude who just like he was like a bull he saw red and he would just run for it because <laughs> like he started awesome. out as an actor like a yeah. comedian he's in com- comedic actor actor yeah just yeah. crazy yeah he's like i feel like his approach to star wars is how george lucas approached it back in the day how you know, so? It's very much like a very modern visual effect technique that's never been used before, mm-hmm. being pioneered to do really unique looks and enable them to create worlds, which is kind of the whole point. Yeah. Um, and maybe not the most complicated writing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's like as Freddie once said, a simple story told well is better than a complicated story that tried. Right. That's, yeah, good point. That's kind of how I feel about Hot Take Tenant. I watched it. This is my third time. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Peter. I know. I'm sure your your big brain. Anyway, I'm sure your big brain understands Tenant. Oh, yeah. No, you hated Tenant. Okay. To be fair, I had to watch it three times before I understood it. Yeah, I know. That's not a good movie. It's so good. So you didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. Well, okay. I, I sort of, kind of. Kind I have of. yet to see Tenet. Like, I, okay. And I'm a yeah, huge Christopher Nolan either, fan. I think you will. Inception is one of my care. favorite movies of all time. Strap, oh. strap in for all uh, three viewings to really it's, even understand. Is it just Memento with guns? No, no, it's well, not. No, maybe a little bit. But <laughs> Memento with guns. Oh, God. It's so good. The problem is, I feel like with a movie, you have you have to at least be able to understand what's going on to to relate to the characters the first time you watch it. <laughs> yeah, like if you have Fair to point. go back to a movie and rewatch it b- <laughs> before you can even feel anything for the characters, because it's like 
the world is so tied to the emotions of the characters and and the the pace of the story and literally everything about the movie revolves around these two worlds that are mirrored basically yeah so like it's really important that you understand that world and true, they true. literally in the first like scene of the movie or the first couple of scenes of the movie the first act right mm-hmm. they're like just don't think about it <laughs> remember when the, the scientist yeah, lady was like, like you know you don't, don't just don't, don't think don't about think it just feel it just feel it don't think about it just feel it i feel like that's that's what nolan okay, was telling to be fair, though, i also feel like that's christopher nolan being like this is the hardest thing in the world to write. <laughs> Give me a break. It's going to be a fun movie, though. So just sit. Yeah, but so sit I back and relax. After my third viewing of Tenet, I went back and watched Inception again because mm-hmm. that movie. I I remembered like that that kind of movie when it came out. People were like, "Oh my god, it's so confusing and stuff." Yeah, blah, I feel blah, like right? it's not that confusing. But no, it's, it's actually not. And it, it the way that he like sets up the world and kind of like shows mm-hmm. how it all works and functions. Yeah, is really like it's really simple. Um, even like I I watched it again, just thinking like, you know, taking a step back and going like, if I were to watch this the first time, would I be able to understand everything? Mm -hmm. And you totally can like, because all the elements are in place for you to watch it one time and be able to fully understand it. Inception has more of that, like nice slow pace and then like really hectic moments. Whereas Tenet is just like, yeah, it paces things and slowly builds on them upon Mm -hmm. ideas. Right. So it's like, it introduces you to the idea of going into dreams. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it goes, Hey, there's multiple layers to these dreams. Right. Right? You can go deeper into dreams, you know. Yeah. What'd you guys think of that World War II movie he did? What was the name of it? Dun- Gunkirk. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. It was like I can see it. <laughs> that from was here. A fun one. I felt like it was a beautifully oh. shot, supremely well directed, average story. Yeah, <laughs> no. it was like eh. I mean, it's I like thought- soldiers want to get off the beach. Yeah, that's the story. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, and they made it tense. There's great acting. Hey, but Harry Styles movie. is in it. Wow, what a what a beaut. What a beefcake. What a beefcake yeah. of a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was one of those movies that I was like, I guess I enjoyed it when I was watching it. I thought it was a little slow, but you know, it's Christopher Nolan. You stick with it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, at the end of it, you realize that there's like three different time scales going on okay, in the movie. That was confusing. I was more confused in Dunkirk than I was in Tenet. Really? No, okay, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Okay, and it's so, like, I guess so, I don't know. I yeah. liked that. I thought that was cool. And I walked out of it going, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that ever again. Yeah. Yep. Same. Yeah. Same. And I have. And that's how I feel about it. It's like, it was good. I'm never going to watch it again. Didn't have anything to say. I mean, outside of the, just the normal, like, you know, yeah. be a good person, uh, you know, like, more yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't really have anything more. It didn't add anything to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, Saving Private Ryan added something to this conversation of World War II, right? Um, I think that's a bit of the, the issue that films are facing right now. I mean, every art medium has to evolve. It's like, I think we hit a point, like, there's a lot of filmmaking that's happening in the United States, you know, in the black and white era, which informed what happened when we hit the color era. And the color, the style of filmmaking when we hit color and sound was so different. And the stories they were telling were so different. You have these long, sprawling westerns. You have these really deep, like, romances. You have these studies on human life. Because it's all fascinating. It's a window to something. And then as we hit the, like, the late 70s and move into the 80s, people are like, boy, that stuff's really boring and slow now. Can we get a little <laughs> bit faster? And then you start getting like your total recalls. And mm-hmm. you're like, you, know, you start getting into all these like great 80s action films, you know, Predator, Commander, all that kind of stuff. Anything Commando. <laughs> Commander. <Yeah>. Commander. <laughs> and then like in the 90s, you hit the perfection of that formula. Mm-hmm. Where it's like movies are so tight. And everyone's like, oh my God, there's so many cuts per second now. And, you know, it's like that conversation's <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. And then after the 90s. Like Independence Day. <laughs> you hit yeah. franchises. Right, because then they start to struggle. It's like, well, new movies aren't quite doing it. So was like, yeah, I've been seeing it for thirty years. Like, give me something new. And it's like, well, we can do basically really expensive TV shows, aka movie franchises. Mm-hmm. And now we're hitting the point where it's just like, even spending a billion dollars on a movie <laughs> and having 
one cut for every single frame. <laughs> like that's yeah, still right. not enough to make you give a shit about watching a movie. And I think that's like where Dunkirk comes into play. It's like you watch that and it's like, this is like so many talented people made this. But like it's just like it's Assassin's Creed 8 at that point. It's like cool. <laughs> like if you love Assassin's Creed, you love the movie, but there's like nothing to write home about. It's just Assassin's Creed 8. Assassin's Creed 9 is gonna come out next year. You know, sure, it's like yeah. yeah. True. So I don't, you know, filmmaking's in a weird spot, but it's always gonna be in a weird spot. Yeah, I mean, I do admire Tenet for trying something actually new, where there's one scene that you see all the way through forwards, and then you see it again <laughs> all the way backwards with a new context. And, and you're yeah. like, whoa! Okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I like sure, that. Okay, sure, that sounds great on paper, but like, <laughs> also, there's shit that they don't explain in that movie, like, straight up, don't, and I don't want to, yeah. like, spoil anything, because not a lot of people... Yeah, because it's not on Blu-ray right now. I can go watch this tonight if I wanted to. Yeah, but, you know, you it's not... Unless you want to steal oh God, it, don't it's not easily accessible. You got to pay like twenty bucks for it right now. Oh um, really? Have you yeah, guys oh, watched that Soul? Sucks. Oh, Soul, Soul, yes. Soul, so good. Yeah. Soul, good. Soul, good. <laughs> so I've I've actually been reading up on on Soul because uh, the director uh, Pete Doctor uh, also directed Up, which oh, I'm yeah. currently making a video about, and he also directed Monsters Inc. Inside oh, out. Monsters Inc. And, is my favorite Pixar and film. Uh, Inside Out. Yeah, uh, Inside Out, Monsters Inc. Up and Soul. Although Soul now he's he's like the president of Pixar. Oh really? He's he kind of stepped into that role after um, interesting. L- Lasseter, John Lasseter, had to step down amid it... accusations of uh, misconduct. Oh, was it John Lasseter or Andrew Stanton? John Lasseter, because oh. he was like the not. I don't know if the CEO is the right word to say, but like he was like the president of Pixar. He was like the the top guy, top dude. And now yeah. Pete Doctor is that top dude. So people are mm. saying that like uh, Soul is his last movie. Mm. Oh wow. Because he's gonna bummer. make he's gonna be more of like a creative director across the board. They've got well, and he's like Pixar has done a lot of sequels over the last ten years. We're gonna try to dial that back a little bit and start having more nice. new original stories and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But he also was like, but there's still gonna be some sequels thrown in there because they pay the bills really well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if they want to make a Toy Story five. Like Toy Story four was so good. Like make as many sequels as you want, guys. Yeah. Like Toy Story true. four was my favorite Toy Story, which really? I was very surprised oh, wow. to to realize after finishing. It. I was like, wow, that was good. They clearly go back to those worlds with love and with the intent of telling a new story not with the intent of making more money i'm mm-hmm. sure they have to make True. more money and that's why they do them to a certain True. extent but like unless you're talking about cars yes <laughs> yeah well we don't talk about cars we don't yeah. talk about we cars talk here about cars. <laughs> soul was one of the the soul is great yeah so as, Dude, as, as far movie. as a pixar movie goes it reminded me of like how, what what i loved about ratatouille like it went all the way oh. back to there because mm. that's one of my favorite pixar movies brad bird is just and then mm. like after that, it just got to a point where I was like, okay, it's kind of Pixar doing a Pixar thing. You know? Yeah, I felt that too. You know what I mean? And then Soul came out, and it was like, oh, that's got that's got the soul back it's got into soul. it. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, how they how yeah. they visualize music and stuff is a similar way to how they visualize taste and like how oh, how you combine you know tastes and show that how do you show something that is a, a another sensory? So uh, how do you convey that visually? Uh, and it's so creative yeah. the way that they do that. You know what you're saying about like how Pixar is doing the Pixar thing? Like that's yeah. how I felt. Like yeah. Coco came out like, oh, like oh, yeah, Pixar. Coco was Disney, not well, Pixar. There was no, Pixar. There was a Pixar. Pixar. It was a Pixar joint. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking was, of Moana. Sorry. Yeah, but then it was just it like, did feel oh like my god, Pixar's just doing the Pixar's just doing the Pixar thing, and they're so good at it. Yeah. Like, it's so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep doing the Pixar <laughs> thing. I forgot. I love the Pixar. Yeah, exactly. You know they have a name for that one moment in the movie where everybody cries. I forget what it's called, but they have a name for it. The Pixar thing. I would love to see them do. Equivalent to like doing like uh you know 
Batman the Dark Knight animated series thing. Like, Whoa. go and do something that's like it's still cartoon, but like get intense with it. That you know, so get a little yeah. dark with it. Yeah. yeah, I watched that when I was a kid. Oh, so good. The best. I mean, do you remember the episode where everybody dies in the beginning? No. What? <laughs> yeah, there's an episode of the Batman Batman animated series, which, by the way, one of the things that made that show unique in terms of its animation style is that they would start with all the backgrounds painted black, and they'd paint on top of black oh, to create the background. Oh, cool. So everything just had a naturally darker feel. Yeah. Because huh. they'd start from black as the base. Um, wow. Clever. Base yeah. noir. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you know that? But there's an episode that begins with uh, Nightwing. Uh, Nightwing and like in Batman, like racing to the Bat Cave while the police are chasing them, like gunning them down. And I think Nightwing gets killed. Whoa. Um, and uh, Batgirl gets killed. And like Batman's cave is found out by the cops. Like his identity is exposed. Oh and like God. this is like world collapses. And it turns out, of course, that it's uh, the Mad Hatter fucking with them. Uh, and, you know, like having him live out his worst fears. Oh my goodness. Um, cool. Oh, so it was just a dream? Yeah, it was just a dream. That was the whole idea. But there was, it was asking the question of. If something happened to Batgirl, how would Commissioner Gordon feel about it? In other words, it wasn't even really about Batman. It's like... Interesting. Does the decisions of... I don't remember her name, the character's name. What was her... Mm, I can't remember. Batgirl. Batgirl. <laughs> it's like, at what point do her decisions... Anne Hathaway. <laughs> um, apply to her versus like, <laughs> how much does she have to think about other people when she puts herself out there into a dangerous situation? Mm, if she gets herself killed and, you know, Gordon you know, is now distraught, like, has she wronged him by putting herself into that situation? Oh, yeah, so isn't that whole... Gordon's daughter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christian uh... Gordon's daughter. And they come to it, and he's like, it's your life, it's your decisions, I'll support you. I would be sad if anything ever happened to you, but I would never blame you for it. You know? Wow. wow. It's like a really good, like, wow, what a good message. What yeah, a weird yeah. exploration of a small part of, like, being human that we don't really get to see in a sure, story. Yeah. And, and not just this say. black and white kind of narrative. Yeah. 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 Barbara Gordon. Uh, Duh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. wild. But, yeah, it was, uh, I would love to see Pixar kind of take just a little step into that kind of world for a minute and mm. just do one piece that's meant to be a little bit more would. dark. It's, I mean, that's... It's all going to be rated G. But, you know. I mean, yeah, they have a very strong brand backed yeah, by no $15 billion. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah. It's like, you can't really, can't really steer that ship too much off course. You're right. And yeah. if they did, if they stopped doing their Pixar thing, then who would do the Pixar thing? <laughs> sure, yeah. Someone's got to do DreamWorks. it. DreamWorks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> posters of animals going like this. Oh, man. How to Train Your Dragon 12. <laughs> that'll, that'll have a Pixar moment. <laughs> I like Dude, How to I Train love, Your Dragon. I love it's How to Train Your Dragon. I went to see How to Train Your Dragon 3, and in the... I'm already crying. And in the <laughs> end scene, okay. um, it was, like, really emotional when mm. he, like, with... It's, like, flashes forward to the future. He's with his kids, and he goes back to where he, like... Uh, not abandoned, where him and his, uh, the dragon parted ways and he like reunites with the dragon and it's this whole emotional scene where they're flying through the sky. Uh. And I was like sobbing in this movie theater <laughs> next to two little girls who were like completely fine. And I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> you girls don't understand the nuances of this scene though. <laughs> it's because I'm a film it's, major. Well, you guys want to talk about filming. crying. Have you guys seen Klaus? Oh wow, no, but I know, but that animation is amazing. Oh, oh, yeah. Isn't that that like 2D oh. to 3D style transfer yeah. type thing? Yeah, it's, yeah, really, it's really good. The technique used in that is pretty incredible. I mean, it's kind of Klaus. some of the stuff they did in Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or maybe yeah. Spider-Verse did it after. I don't I mean, it's basically it's 3D animation built to look like it's Disney style 2D animation. Sure. Like everything's just super painterly. It looks great, moves great, story's good, edited amazingly. Yeah. Good just, story, emotional. Well, so the, it's the story of how the mythos of Santa Claus came to be. Oh. And it's just the whole time you're like, these children need, they need <laughs> yeah. better lives. He's making them happy. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Sounds great. Did they? I, I don't know how much you know about the technique of what they they did with this, but did they like blend two uh, D animation sure. as well? I as actually 3D? watched a sure. video on how they did it. They came up with some special algorithm it's or a, some it's shit. It's a shading to, tool. Yeah, a shading tool. They draw two D. It's it's a two D animated film, but then it, they have the computer look at it and add shading and shit. Yeah, oh. it was like Yeah, they put the dots on them and they... <laughs> just tell tell computer do it. You do it, computer. Well, because it was able to recognize poses and stuff like that and with a direction of light, right. and so it was able to kind of recognize how to shade a drawing. Hmm. Oh, wow. To make yeah. it a little bit more like 3D. Wild. Wow. Wait, was that AI based? Or... I, I'm not sure. Oh, I, I think I saw the same video you did. I'm sure. And, okay. and I think it's been just long enough that I don't recall any details. <laughs> just watch the video if you want actual information about how it was done. <laughs> <laughs> or watch the VFX Artist React. Yeah. We might do with it. We'll get to it at some point, I'm yeah. sure. The question is, well. is that a VFX Artist React or an Animator's React? Mm. Let's make it a VFX Artist It's anim- not about how it moves, it's about how it looks. Yeah, but yeah, if it's yeah, Animator's yeah. React, I can't be on it. That's <laughs> yeah. Someday. Someday. Or maybe I, no, I could be on Animators React. There's no reason why I can't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were on the last one briefly. What? No, that's the effects oh, yeah. React. Never mind. That's the Ramble scene. Yeah, mm. we use keyframes. <laughs> <laughs> now it's because you and uh, Clint are way more animator uh, sent, uh, mm. aware than mm. I am. I think, mm. but in terms of at least like drawing, you guys are yeah. way better artistic drawers than I am. Oh, thanks, but uh, I don't know. If if animators react becomes a bigger thing and it starts to really dive more into like, um, you know, like more animated like Pixar style thing rather than like old school two D drawings, mm-hmm. I'd like to be a part. Oh, of Oh, Batman would be a great thing to react. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking anyway. about the animated? Twenty twenty one goals. Twenty twenty one goals. That's true. Actually. This is yeah, a twenty twenty one goals. I don't really? know if you guys could hear Christian talking there in the back, but. He's guiding us into the final five minutes of this podcast. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, our spiritual guidance. Finally, I, I can I, fight I, Matt for not liking Tenet. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you want to go into the back room. Yeah. <laughs> this this is the back, in the back room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dump of the dumpsters thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think before we talked about 2021, I just want to say that, like, in the corridor rhythm of the year, for, for all you listeners out there, we, we basically end the year around the New Year's Christmas time, and there's actually a period of time where about two to three weeks where co- the doors are shut in the studio and it's quiet. And that's led to us having a rhythm here at the company, which is very much a, you know, January is kind of where we set out new goals. We have a new pace for ourselves. We take some time to experiment. February to March, we start speeding up, and then we hit the spring, and usually we bust out a bunch of projects in the spring. And as that kind of finishes, there's like a breath where things get quiet again for a second as we jump into the summer. Then we hit the summer hard, and we hit the fall hard. And the fall is actually the busy season for YouTube because there's a lot of ad spending going on with Black Friday and Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, and then it all winds down right at the end of the year. <clears throat> we all take our break. We recharge our batteries and come back. So that's that's the rhythm you know, of this company. And it's, boom, the top of 20, 2021. So and that starting. manifested itself in videos back in like 2017, 2018. Because yeah. it's like we start off the year with that sort of mentality. And so we'd make an announcement video talking about, all right, we're doing things differently this year. <clears throat> and and people reacted negatively to that because they're like, I just want it to be the way it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without considering like how we as artists need to kind of evolve. And so anytime they didn't like anything... They would pin that on, oh, it's because they're doing things differently this year. <laughs> and so then after that, we just stopped saying we're doing anything different. Mm-hmm. And people 
have not had that thing to pin their complaints on. Like, ooh, content. Now they're just like, all you guys ever make is VFX artists react. It's the only thing you make. And I miss the old days when you made more stuff. And and I actually had this exact conversation with my with my cousin, oh, who really? not that com- He was just like, all I, I mean, I, I it's cool. I mean, it's cool that you guys get guests and all that stuff, but it brings in money. Uh, I I can totally see why that's all you guys do these days. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> we do so much more than that <laughs> and it's because uh it's the algorithm yeah if, if uh... it only serves viewers vfx artists react and maybe occasionally a new video that's not yeah. that and so it kind of especially if they're not really clicking on those videos anymore they kind of mm. are just left with this impression that that's all we put out when is in reality they're just not getting served the extra videos mm. that mm. we're making even if they're subscribers that is true. My algorithm yeah. is like perfectly tailored to a Corridor fan because I was a Corridor fan for years mm-hmm. before I worked here. <laughs> and there's every single YouTube page, there will be a React video. Really? Like in the recommendations. Oh, yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Would huh. you guys say uh, that the content that we put out right now plus VFX Artist React is the same amount of content that we were putting out? More. More. Way more. Okay, yeah, so I yeah, imagine. that's what I'd say. Plus VFX artist react. So you're putting out the same amount of content plus VFX artist react. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's been the same amount of of like extra. Well, it's like if you if you go back to like 2016 to 2018, we were putting out uh, a video every other day. That was like the every other day thing. So it's like if you I, count the number nuts. of videos, we put out way more videos back then. But those were like two to five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you go back yeah. and look at the first season of vlogs. It was like literally not a single one was over five minutes. Oh wow. wow. And and now it's like. Twice a week, we're putting out 15-minute videos. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. I think we just need to make a push at the top of this year. I mean, we should always be doing this, but we should really make a push to be trying to push the VFX artists React audience to see the other videos we do, which we did for a little bit with, like, when we lit Clint on fire. That's mm-hmm. a great example. Like, there's a lot of people that got to see that from the VFX artists React. And there's such, like, an, an inpouring of, like, people going, wow, these videos are so great. You guys do such cool stuff. And, like, I think we need to battle the algorithm again and, like, <laughs> mm. once again start pushing people to, like, hey, we did this cool video. Check out this video. Watch yeah. this video. Like, just letting people know that those other videos exist. Yeah. Um, and to start off the year, we have an idea. I'm not going to tell you much about it other than two words. Luke Skywalker. Schmook like Walker. Schmook like Walker. And people already know exactly what the video is going to be. Yeah. 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 And it's two videos. A VFX artist react and a different video. Yeah. Dude, uh, Dean spoiled the end of Mandalorian for me. Oh, that's <laughs> the sucks. last episode. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, when... when yeah, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about when Dumbledore killed Snape? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm not going to... Obviously, I'm not going to say what the spoiler is, but mm-hmm. we were playing Halo online, and he just, like... He gave the most, like, obvious, like... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, what the thing was. Dude, what the I can't believe spoilers, Jar Jar looked man. like that yeah. without his clothes on. Yeah, yeah. it was shocking. I was like, yeah. I didn't expect it like, to come from Dean, though. I thought he was better than that. Man, I hate it when people just drop I know, he just, like, dropped just ball on me, Dude, and now, like, that's of course that's all I'm thinking about in the episode too. Now it's like, oh great, this is gonna happen. I'm gonna wait. I'm glad I didn't spoil that Attack on Titan thing for yeah. you. Yeah, that, that you're able to figure that it's out. It's a lot more fun yeah. watching and trying to figure out who that was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, we're, we're, not, gonna, we're, we're gonna, gonna say anything because I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Everybody it's so... watch Attack on Titan. <laughs> it's so everybody good. watch Attack on I, Titan. I, Dude, Final season right now. Season three is, is because Netflix God. doesn't have the autoplay trailer, and so I just see the still from it, and I'm like, well, I don't know what it is. Even though I hate the autoplay trailer feature, <laughs> it definitely works. <laughs> oh, yeah. What streaming service is it on? Hulu. Hulu? Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. One yeah. more time. Everybody watch Attack on Titan. Watch if you Attack thought, on Titan. It's so good. That would be cool if Lost actually wrapped up all those crazy ideas. <laughs> yeah. like a real, like, imagine a world where somebody goes out, like J.J. Abrams, and they write the craziest, kookiest story with all these crazy story threads, and you're like, boy, I wonder how this is all going to come together. That would be fascinating 
and amazing. And imagine a world where that happens <laughs> and it's fascinating <laughs> and amazing. That's Attack on Titan. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. It's like, I can't I, wait. So the yeah. episodes are coming out weekly, except for this past week where they decided to wait a week when it was going to be the big episode. Where, okay, anyway. And so it's like between episodes three and four, I watched the entirety of season three again. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. It's like, I just, I watched all of it again just because I needed more of Attack on Titan in my life. And it was, That yeah. show moves, man. It's just so easy to watch. Yeah. I yeah. think the main reason why I rewatched it is because uh, they had the dubbed version of season three out. And so oh, that's what okay. I watched. Okay. I think it's the first time it was Season Japanese. two is not that great. That's season two is good. You you made me it's think okay. that season two it's was okay. bad. And I watched and I was like, season two was amazing. Well, I guess, you know, well, season Titan, one was still better. Season one came out in 2012. That was a long time Just ago. Nuts. Well, that's so long ago. That's a very and long there was seven years <laughs> <laughs> before they came out with season two. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then season two is like, okay. And then they came out season three, and it's like, ooh, baby. <laughs> and then, like, season three starts a little quiet. Like, it's not bad. It just starts a little quiet. Just it's a little, little bit more local. It's not about, like, the, yeah. the Titans anymore. It's about, like, politics and, and it just human drama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, it man. was kind of great, though, to have that second season be kind of political just because it, you got so much more immersed in the world for, and set you up for season three so, yeah. so, so well. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this has been just a really long hashtag ad for Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, they didn't sponsor this video. Dude, I'll do hashtag ad for Attack on Titan for free. Yeah, we just did. <laughs> we just did. <laughs> and Hulu, you got your collateral damage in that, man. You came along for the ride. <laughs> Lucky you guys. Uh, but yeah, dude, the worst spoiler ever was, not worst spoiler ever, but like, the one that bugged me the most was when Halo 2 came out. And I'm in my computer science class. It's like oh, no. just the small, like, four-person thing. I got the guys in there like, oh man, Halo 2, I got it with me right now. I can't wait to get home and play. He's like, yo, yeah, man. I just played this morning. I'm like, ooh, no spoilers. It's like, yeah. All right, no spoilers. Boy, is it crazy that he plays uh, an elite in the second level. I was like, no! That's a spoiler, my man. He's like, well, that's a spoiler? It's like, yeah! <laughs> Especially because Bungie tried so hard to keep that a secret. It was never in any of their promotional material. They never talked about it. Wow. They never had any sort of, like, reference to the fact that you'd be playing as an elite, let alone, like, the top elite. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for Halo 2, by the way. <laughs> Dude, I love when companies are creative with their advertising like that. You know, not giving things away in the advertising, having trailers structured so that it's not just the plot of the movie in miniature yeah. form. Man. Uh. So uh. in 2021, I'm looking forward to uh, Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm going to buy an, an Xbox. No, I'm But I'm still going to play Halo Infinite because it'll be available on PC. Yeah. Ooh. I think Microsoft at this point is like, why are we putting a computer under people's TVs? Why are we making Xboxes? <laughs> mm. No, and that's that, I think they actually legitimately are going that direction because they're they're starting to focus on Xbox Games Pass or whatever, mm, yeah. and it's like you just have access to all of their games it's a now, great service. and you can just because you can play it on the the Quest. Mm. You can play Xbox mm. games like Halo on the Quest by like that's literally awesome. like I th I don't know if you have to sideload stuff or if you just go to like a URL and you can literally just stream playing stuff to your headset. Is it like theater mode? Something like that, maybe. Cool. I'm not exactly sure. I, I didn't actually fantastic. try it, but. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I'm I, that makes me feel better because I, I missed out on Halo 5 because I didn't ever have an Xbox One. And so I played it on my dad's Xbox One and I was like, okay, that was a fun game. I guess it was okay. <laughs> and then, of course, we all go back to Halo 3 and like, yeah. still play those yeah. games. Halo 3, Halo Reach, Halo 2. Yeah. yeah. Halo Reach bangers, is really man. just like the 
essence of all the early Halos. But yeah, game, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I find it frustrating going back to something like Halo 2 or Halo 3 because they don't have sprinting, you know, and it's like I've gotten <laughs> so used to sprinting as a mechanic, being able to just get around a map quickly. And it's yeah. like, oh, wow, I feel like I'm running through molasses. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so 2021. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up here. Okay. I got to get home soon. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The 2021. I think what you can look forward to us, forward to from us is I think we're going to be a lot more focused uh, on what we have this year and trying to make it as good as it can be. We're going to be a little less focused on growing this year and a little more focused now on what we have and like putting our time and energy into elevating that. Like this year, I want to realize that, you know, with all this crazy tech that we have, it's only worth something if we can tell stories with it. So I want to make sure that we are telling stories that we're writing, that we're directing, that we're creating. Um, and I think a lot of my attention is going to be there. And on the technical side of things, I think a lot of my attention this year is going to go towards uh, deep learning and using that for vi uh, for visuals and for creators and that kind of stuff, whether it's for visual effects or crazy, you know, script ideas from an AI or, you know, music <laughs> ideas or whatever it is. I think there's a lot of potential there. And I would love to just take the crazy experiments that are coming out and be able to do fun experiments and put those on the Corridor Crew channel. You know, not go out and I'm not going to go out and try to make a movie with this crazy stuff, but rather just be like, how can I play with this? And what's something cool we can do now as creators? Like, you know, here's your, your word of the day, you know, write a short story <laughs> using that word. This is the same thing with visual effects artists. Like here's our, here's our self-aware computer of the day. Yeah. What kind of crazy <laughs> images can you get it to generate? <laughs> you know? Well, it's cause we kind of identified a bit of a niche that's not being filled at all where it's like, there's a, there's a difference between like computer scientists and visual effects artists, but yeah. the mm -hmm. computer scientists are coming up with the cool tools and they have their examples and like their two minute papers and whatnot. And it's like, it, or you know two minute papers is looking at their, their stuff uh, but it's like all of the cool examples and it's like yeah that's pretty sweet but they're being made by scientists not mm -hmm. artists mm -hmm. and so it's not like to say that scientists can't be artists all you scientists are out there but <laughs> they're not they're not applying it in the same sort of way a uh like we would yeah yeah and i think that's just a natural thing of you know most people <clears throat> don't get the opportunity just to try a bunch of different stuff all the time for their job yeah you, know, you usually have to be good at one thing and that means like doing that every day and doing it really well and becoming an expert in that one thing. So somebody who is a machine learning expert to the point where they can craft an AI out of scratch probably also hasn't put in the five years of learning how to do like compositing and run after effects and premiere and like all sure, that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's not, yeah, there's not a whole lot of overlap there. Yeah, and a, a huge barrier to entry for using a lot of that like experimental software stuff is like learning how to use Python or coding oh, and stuff like yeah. that. Linux. I'm excited and, to get into that. Yeah, yeah. And I know you walked us uh, both Peter and I yesterday yeah, through some, some beginner Python stuff. And yeah. Yeah. thank you, by the way, it's like, that's what you have to know to use these new tools that two minute papers are talking about. It's like, Oh man, I can't wait till I get my hands on that. And two years when someone finally is like, all right, fine, I'll put a GUI on this and like, <laughs> and like make it a dot exe file that you can load up and use. But it's like, you know, if you have to be like really, uh, into wanting to use this tool to be able to break through the barrier of learning how to use just, it's like raw code. Yeah. <laughs> the other big thing for 2021 is the website. Mm -hmm. um, oh, website yeah. is like, revolutionizing what we can do for all of you guys, the content we make, you know, there's the whole <laughs> algorithm that we got to think about when we're making stuff on corridor, the corridor channel. Not in, I mean, we still have to think about it in the corridor crew, but it also just so happens that what we want to make in the corridor crew is also what people like to watch. And so that just is a great pairing and not to say that the corridor channel doesn't, we're not making things people want to watch, but like YouTube is not the, the place for you to go and do like a very focused, like 20 minute narrative or something like that, you know, where it's like, I can do a cool, badass sci-fi action series. It's like, awesome. Don't put it on YouTube because you're not, 
somebody can show you how to put cool lipstick on and get way more views than you will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not the right spot. And it's just, I thought it's not the right money. You know, it's like, you need to be able to fund this stuff with people who are passionate about watching it. And YouTube is a little bit more about the passive kind of come in, watch a video, go on, watch another video kind of thing. And a little less of like, here's an artist that's worked on creating this piece and I can't wait to check it out. And I'm going to invest my time and my emotions into watching this really cool thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But you get that with now with like Patreon and other places where you can like support people's endeavors. And with the website, we're seeing we're finally seeing this opportunity now, thanks to everybody who's subscribed, that we can go out there. We can start making these pieces. Not They're not, you know, multimillion dollar projects at all. You know, we're not at that level yeah. yet, but we can go out and we can actually like, hey, this this short film or the story idea that we wanted to do. We can, you know, like we've always talked about how we can make low budget stuff look good. Mm -hmm. but we have a budget. It's a low budget, but we have a budget. Let's go out there and do it. Screw it. Let's just go out there and do it. I don't have to answer to anybody now, just, except for the people who are watching it. Either they like it or they don't, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's super exciting. Like, you know, I guess I can say it because, you know, whatever. I'm here at Corridor, but, like, I want to I try to, to get Tether launched this year, finally. You know, I've always yeah. wanted to yes, make a Tether yes, thing. So let's yes. make a fucking Tether thing. Like, yeah, let's do it. I don't need anybody else's permission anymore. No, <laughs> like, it's going to be a low-budget Tether, but that's cool. Like, I got a million ideas in that world. And, like, the other thing, this is what Snoop Dogg told me. <laughs> which he learned us from Tupac and he passed the wisdom on to me oh my god <laughs> which is it's not about spending your time making one magnificent thing it's about enjoying the process of doing it every day and just being good at doing it every day and so when it comes to Tether it's not about at this point it's not about making the one perfect story it's like if I if we only have the resources to do three ten minute episodes and they're just small stories in the woods you know in this world Go out and do it. Enjoy it. Do the process. Finish it. Get it out there. Move on to the next one. And just enjoy the process of doing it every day. Thanks, Tupac. Thanks, Snoop Dogg. I appreciate the wisdom. <laughs> Journey before destination. Exactly. So it makes things a lot less intimidating. You're not like, oh, this is a huge project. Like, it's not a huge project. Just day by day. Just enjoy doing it. Work out for two weeks and then be done if that's all you got. You know, it's like, just do it. You know, don't, don't put too much weight on your shoulders. That's some so, good advice. Yeah. 2021 is going to be exciting. The website's going to be awesome. If you're listening and you haven't subscribed, consider subscribing. We already have the crew cuts up there, which is amazing. Daniel's crew cuts awesome. so, so funny. Good. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Funny. I'm, so I'm looking forward to the episode that's probably out by now, by the time you guys are listening to this, oh about the God. little, uh, little, little PP dude, the P babies. <laughs> oh, so I love them. Like, I saw them so pop up. Fun. Like, these guys are so, this is like a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, like, there's just room. more and more of them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went on a whole freaking investigation. <laughs> yeah. Matt went to figure out who the fuck did them. Matt was smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I've never smoked cigarettes. Is people like pee babies? What Miyazaki creatures in the bathroom? It's just like, you gotta watch Crew Cuts to figure just out. Watch what's going Crew on. Cuts, and you'll find these pee creatures that that watch us pee. Also, I've been watching Carmichael's early cuts of functional filmmaking. It's really slick. <gasps> He's nice. been doing an amazing job. I'm so excited to see it. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to watch it just all the way through. You Dude, know? I had a great time. I was like, man, this is like this should be work to me. But I'm like, I'm here. I want my popcorn. Like, turn the lights down. Get comfortable on the couch and like dig in. Nice. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so to everybody who's subscribed, you're enabling all this. Thank you so much. If you're not subscribed, you know, you don't want to, totally get it. But if you've been thinking about it, we've got a whole bunch of stuff there already, and, like, functional filmmaking is dropping, I think, in just a matter of a few weeks. Wow. So. Great. Yeah. Very exciting. That's, that's going to be Spend fun. those producer points and green light, green light all these new projects coming up. Dude, yeah. we got them PPs the and peepees. the P-babies. The P-babies, pee P-babies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, I, hope, I hope Jake's dog's okay. Oh my goodness. We'll see what happens. It... Um, but even oh. so, uh, pour one out for bones. Pour one out for bones. Pour one baby. out for Little bones. bones. Yeah. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. You uh, can probably see Bones in the behind-the-scenes to Tactical 2. Oh, yes, okay. actually. You probably She's can. a little white dog about this big. Uh, very <laughs> fragile. She scoots around like, like yeah. those wheelies. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, it's a pleasure being back here. Looking really exciting. Uh, I can't talk anymore. It's, I've been looking forward to showing you all the cool stuff we're going to do this year. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, still on, high I'm, on smoke dogs or uh, Snoop Dogg's weed? Dude, man, <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, my mouth is starting to mush. All right. Thanks, Thanks for watching. listening, everybody. See you later. Peace. See you next week. Peace and love.